Welcome to Not at All Beholder's Eye. <laughs> uh, I got to do, this is Kim, I got to do a panel at Gen Con this year. First time ever going, and some good podcast buddies of ours got together to do a little thing called Playable Podcasts Engage the Audience, in which we discussed things that you can do with your actual play podcast to make it better, or at least, you know, get you started, because... This kind of thing is a little crazy, and, and it takes a lot. Oh, at one point, they do mention my cosplay, which that day happened to be Black Widow. I'll have to post some pictures up somewhere. But uh, anyway, all of us will be introduced right away at the beginning, so without further ado, our panel. Welcome! How's everybody's Gen Con doing? Let's hear it for Gen Con Day 2! Yeah. All right, welcome, welcome. My name's David Steele. I'm from the uh, Steele Empire. We made our little uh, empire. Our D&D podcast, Tabletop, is a quest for magic and steel. I get to say that every time we record, so it's fun. And so uh, I am basically the host and the character, and my daughter, the amazing Amara, is my DM. She's the DM that, uh, from a quest of magic and steel. And then we have CA, Chaotic Anarchy. Anybody know her on Twitter? We have Kim and Chase, so we're going to go down, and I'll let you guys introduce yourself, tell us what podcasts you have. Chase will take about 20 minutes to tell us all his podcasts. <laughs> podcasts you have, uh, and that's it, and we'll move on from there. So your name, oh, and where you're from, what part of the world? So like he had said, I'm his daughter. Uh, my name is Amara. We've got a couple podcasts in there. One is Arc City. It's a drama, audio, audio drama. drama. Apologize. And then we also have a D&D podcast, which we call A Quest for Magic and Steel. And I DM on that. We're actually from the East Coast in New Jersey. We're closer to Philadelphia. I think that's it. Yeah. Can you hear me? Well, I'm pretty loud anyway, right? <laughs> I am Chaotic Anarchy from Thread Raiders podcast out by Philadelphia. David is actually a part of that as well with yeah. me. My co-host. <laughs> oh, and, and just so you know, TK is not dead. This is not a memorial. <laughs> TK couldn't be here. Hey, Jackie. TK is part of the Thread Raiders podcast That's as well. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, the tilted, uh, kilted, tilted. He is, he is tilted. The tilted kilted. The kilted sea lord. Sea lord. Yes, yes, yes. Go on. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> and his photos randomly spread throughout the room. So just in case you just don't know what he looks like, you can turn in any direction and he will be there. <laughs> All right, for you, Kim. I'm Kim Metzger, a.k.a. Metzgirl, on Twitter and all the places. I am primarily Service Desk is actually my main podcast in which we talk about tech stuff for the not-so-technically-savvy. But the reason I'm here is because I'm also on Beholder's iPod, which is an actual play D&D, &D, blah, blah, blah. You, all got, you guys all know this. Um, uh, yeah, so, and I'm from Nebraska, but the rest of the Beholder's Eye crew is spread. One's close here, close to Indianapolis, but the rest are in, like, England and California and all those places. So, good stuff. And I also want to point out the cosplay. Wonderful. <laughs> Very nice. Chase. And I guess that'll take it to me. Uh, my name is Chase Greenley at TQ Loudly on Twitter. I am on a bevy of podcasts, but the relevant one for this moment is Another Path. It is an actual play D&D podcast, just like many of these fine folks here. Um, we uh, take a, uh, we bill ourselves as a theatrical tabletop RPG. Um, we uh, go a lot into uh, character building and uh, uh, and world building as well, just kind of getting that whole holistic experience so that it comes out a lot more like an audio drama than a typical D&D session. And puns. Don't and, forget your puns. And puns. And puns. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then we're going to go as well down the line. We'll start with you, Chase, and come back this way. Sure. So basically, we're going to talk about the main topic is TTRPGs and podcasting. So how did you go from playing the game with your friends or whoever family and then hey i'm gonna make it a podcast so tell us your little story and we'll... absolutely well i had been playing ttrpgs for on and off for about 10 years before i started uh actually recording it um it was a uh, um uh, kind of a long road to it, uh, moving you know in and out of the city that I'm from. I'm from Bowling Green, Ohio, about three and a half hours away. Woo! <laughs> huh? Nice. 
No. Uh, I got an alum up here. Awesome. Another alum. Uh, I also have uh, two other attendees, people that I play with. Uh, my friend Zan is back there, somebody who I started playing TTRPGs with uh, about 10 years ago. And Griffin, my co-host on Another Hello, Path, is Griffin. in the audience as well. We yeah, but we, um, uh, about, I mean, about three years ago now, no, two and a half, Griffin, is it two and a half? Yeah, two and a half years ago, um, you know, we were playing and we just kind of looked at each other and was like, you know, we have the know-how to do this, let's give it a go. And so I wrote up a quick one-shot, we recorded it, and we liked how it sounded, so we put it out in the world and people latched on. It's real good, y'all. Shucks. <laughs> Uh, so I am a little bit different. I started, um, for my son at home, we started playing D&D, and I liked it, but it was real hard, because we live in small town Nebraska, and uh, there's not really a lot of nerds around, so I kind of turned to my online community, because I'd started, was working on getting um, service desk started, so I was reaching out to all these fine folks to um, talk about, like, what do you do? How do you do this thing? I don't understand. And uh, once I got to that point, I was talking about my DMing and my, like, playing on Twitter, and the people of Beholder's Eye, I was contacting them a lot to get advice, and they were like, hey you want to join us? I was like, <laughs> heck yeah, I do. That sounds amazing. And so that's kind of where that came from. And I don't jump in until episode 15, but it's it's really fun. I like it a lot. And other than that, like that December is when I started playing or DMing. And then that March, I started recording with them. And that was about a year and a half ago. So I'm, I'm kind of a newbie to this whole RPG thing, but it's real fun. Yeah. So our podcast is a little bit different. It's not an actual play. We just talk about nerdy things. But it's awesome. <laughs> we have a lot of guests and creators on the show because that's really what it's about. We want to know what you guys are doing and what's happening out there. That's what really makes the show for us. So I didn't actually get into podcasting through actual play. There is a community uh, by the name of Thread Raiders out there. And we go out and we try to make all kinds of amazing things happen. We spread positivity throughout the community. Lots You'll of fundraisers. All over Twitter. <laughs> fundraisers. Fundraisers. <laughs> yes, we raise money for various charities um, for Extra Life. We have Action Against Hunger coming up, and it's all online gaming. Anybody can participate. We always accept volunteers. That's really what it's about. And so David... Yes our podcast god was like hey we could start a podcast and i was like yes david yes we can we can do that and that's how it began and we've been podcasting ever since and it's been such an amazing experience and he does that a lot yes so i actually started playing D D at pathfinder and 3.5 edition in my high school years i played with friends and it was cool hung out we played for literally weekends <laughs> and then I started playing at home a little bit with some friends like I would bring them over and then my dad saw it and he what the heck? <laughs> he said it was really cool and he wanted to try to do it with the family so I decided to uh, set up a campaign it was just a, a, a starter box I think I brought home and Very I annoying. did it with mm. yeah I did it with That's my fun. dad um, three of my four siblings and some, uh, like two of my friends, and he liked it so much that he started doing audio drama or audio um, voiceovers. So he had a studio, and he thought, why not start a podcast? <laughs> and we like to play this. We have fun with it. So we decided to do that, and we uh, sat all together as a family deciding on a name on what we want to do because we wanted to get the domain for everything to make sure we had a website for our podcast and make Twitter handles and, and Facebook or whatever we're on, Instagram, and just make sure we have all of the names so that nobody else has them. So we decided with Steel Empire. And then we're branching off of there, and we got a quest for Magic and Steel for the D&D specific podcast. Yeah, David is the spark to our podcasting fire. Fire! <laughs> uh, before I forget, a couple things. Thread Raiders, everyone can be a Thread Raider. I know right. some people in here are Thread Raiders. If you don't know what Thread Raiders is, it's just an online community that's amazing. Yeah. We do a bunch of stuff. Um, there's a lot of RPG, uh, TTRPG people in it, but there's video game people. Anybody, you don't have to be anything. Just be an online social media person. If you're on there and you want a family that is super cool and respects you and loves you and is there for you, we have a great Discord. Talk to me or a CA is basically the mama of Thread Raiders. And we'll give 
give you the directions. We'll give you the handle and all that good stuff. And so you're welcome to become a Thread Raider. Yeah. Also, at the end, we're going to have questions and answers. Um, so don't worry about that if you have any questions. How many people have their own podcast? Wow. wow I knew it. All right, I'm, I guess I like, so-so's. All right, we're going to ask <laughs> about that. Fantastic. <laughs> it yeah. counts. You're podcasting. <laughs> okay, okay. And we have, how many people want to start a podcast? Haven't started yet. Uh, awesome. Fantastic. Cool. Great. So well, we're going to talk about podcasting as well, and in particular about getting started, if you have any questions for that as well. Okay. All right. So now also about uh, playing the games. This will be, I guess, CA, you'll be kind of out of this one. Sorry. Uh, but for the people that actually record their D&D, &D, uh, or not even D&D, &D, their RPG shows, how often do you record? Is it, you know, weekly, monthly? Do you do the big, uh, I know some people do like a six-hour session once a month, and then chop it up and put it out in a podcast. Some people do it weekly, blah, blah, blah. So we'll start with Chase. Sure. Uh, well, we record about once a month, give or take. We'll record for anywhere from uh, two to four hours, and that typically gets us about two episodes worth. We release uh, two episodes a month every other week on Wednesdays. Um, and uh, from there, what I will do is uh, just in, you know, outlining what's going to be happening. I can usually just about figure out where the break is going to end up being. Uh, sometimes I'm off a little bit, but it is, uh, it's a living medium. You know, sometimes you end up with a short episode of, you know, 40, you know, 39, 40 minutes. Sometimes you end up with an hour and a half long episode. Uh, it really, you, you just kind of have to be flexible with it. At least that's what I have found. Um, kind of going to have to budget your time depending on uh, what happens in the episode. Because when combat takes an hour. Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, so I'm just going to jump in. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I am, uh, Beholder's Eye does it, um, we do about once a month. We will record for five-ish hours, depending on technical difficulties and all that jazz. Oh. And we actually do it so that we're recording, and then we take a break, and then we record the next one and take a break. So we cut it into four different chunks. So every time we record, there's at least four episodes being made. Um, I've done other podcasts because I guessed on all of the things. Um, the main podcast I've been on recently is called LCP D&D, &D, and they do it so that they're recording just one at a time, which is weird but so we go and so then we play for like an hour to two hours depending on what's happening and we kind of, they trim it up from there because there's a lot of dead space um while you're playing because you know the player that's sitting there for literally a solid minute silent trying to think about what they're going to say or do you don't want that in a podcast so <laughs> that gets cut out and so then it gets condensed quite a bit but it's usually, a, it's a, it's from 50 minutes to like an hour and a half, I think is the longest one of those. So yeah. Can I answer anyway? Absolutely. All right. Even though we're not an actual play, <laughs> for those who are starting a podcast that's more, you know, geek based or maybe not about Dungeons and Dragons, um, we, we talk a lot. Yes. We talk like maybe like two and a half hours for a recording because we really want the guests to be able to talk about what they're passionate about. You know, we don't want to cut that off at any point in time. So some of our episodes do go a little long, like hour, hour and a half, but it's important content and it's stuff that we think you guys might think that's important. So when you're thinking about like how long your podcast should be, I mean, just really take that into consideration. You know, don't feel like, oh, well, I got to cut this whole section out that this guest did about, you know, something that might be really important or somebody else in the community might really love. Yeah. Thank uh, you. No problem. <laughs> As the uh, Quest for Magic and Steel, we started off recording every week. So we had a day that we were able to get on Sunday in the morning that we got everyone in. It was cool because we were living in the same house, at least three of us. And then I just had to get my friend over, <laughs> which kind of... <laughs> sucks sometimes <laughs> a little late but we normally recorded probably about an hour and a half to two hours because if we were there any longer we would start to fidget we'd start to make noises or if, the, if people weren't paying attention they'd go on their phone and just having the mic in front of you is really tough to record for a long session I like the breaking it up and it, but we never really had the time actually so most of the time I would work or he, if he had work so we'd only have that hour to play, but it was still a good hour that we got in, and because we did it every week, we were able to put it out. We started every week, but then it got too much, so every other week is what we do, or at least we tried to. 
so that we have an extra recording to back up. That way, if we need to put another one out, it was easy to do that. I always feel bad because like, I'm very animated, so I have my microphones in front of me, and I constantly like, whack into it all the time. David has to like edit it all. I know. <laughs> so I'll get a message like, hey, easy on the mic. Stop it. <laughs> and then on the beholder's eye, I felt really bad. They asked me to come on for an episode, and I was so excited about it, but my chair kept squeaking. And so like, I didn't realize while like, I was like doing my thing, and I'm like, oh, characters, yes. And then like, I got a message like, hey, what's up? with that chair <laughs> oh, no sorry guys <laughs> too funny yeah i remember if you actually it's still on our feed our first episode uh, quest for magic and steel it, it was insane because we've never done it before it our first time podcasting we didn't have stands we all had mics like this and we were like no, just, like her boyfriend was like uh, hitting it all the time like, uh, and we had it all in one track you know so it was like oh my god so i had to chop it all up pain in the butt anyway yeah, so I want to ask also, I think you guys all do um, online, right? You Correct. don't meet together. Yes. Right? Okay. So and we, where are all your people at? Uh, everybody, well, as of today, actually, we are all going to be in Northwest Ohio. Um, uh, we had a member for about two, most of the time we've been uh, recording, actually. Uh, he has been based out of the uh, Twin Cities area, but he is moving back as we speak. Uh, he's probably going to be passing us here very shortly uh, to get back to Bowling Green, Ohio. That'll put three of us in BG. Uh, we have one member, uh, Ryan, who lives up in Toledo, which is like 20 minutes away. Uh, I actually work right around the corner from where he lives. Uh, so we're all right there, which is really great for time zone planning. Yeah. Uh, that'll actually like condense us back down to one, which will be nice for that little bit of confusion, which every so often pops up. But we will still be doing everything online. Uh, it makes it much easier for audio editing to have everybody on separate tracks, different rooms. Uh, we use Zoom to actually uh, bridge that communication gap that costs... 15 bucks a month, but for, because it does do a secondary backup recording track, uh, we think that's worth it for us. Yeah, and we're, we're going to ask Kim too, but we're going to go back over that as well as far as details. If anybody Absolutely. has questions about details of how it's done. Oh Kim, also, yeah, so you're online recording for Beholder's Eye. Right. Where is everybody at? You know? uh, we have England, nice. Indianapolis, Nebraska, and California. Time zones suck, y'all. Yeah, yeah they They're do. real bad. Absolutely. Oh. I don't like them. Uh, so consequently, we have to record on Saturday because for our poor England person, like we start at 9 p.m. for him and we record for five plus hours. Mm -hmm. Like he's real tired by the end. So if you're ever listening and Hibonite starts like not making sense, that's why. It's like <laughs> 3 a.m. for him. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, so we do um, the individual track recording that way and we actually go through Discord um, and use Craigbot, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then we use the video on Roll20 because we roll everything there. But. Nice. Nice. And we also, as a family, uh, we meet in our basement, a furnished basement. We have an old dining room table, and I do some soundproofing in there, and uh, we record around the table. And I'm kind of a stickler for audio, like quality audio, so I get kind of mental. So my whole deal <laughs> when we started it was... Now there's a million TTRPG podcasts out there. When we started ours, I started listening on podcasts in like 2015. There was only one or two that I could find. Critical Hit was an amazing one where I, I actually learned how to play D&D, listen to this. That's why I started listening to that because I was new to D&D when we started our podcast. She was teaching me. I listened to them. And then I couldn't find any real good ones that had character voices and like uh, a, more of a dramatic show that was entertaining. I didn't want to listen to the drunk guys around the table, one mic, you know, just, yeah, nah, F your mother, you know. I didn't care about that. So <laughs> some people love it, though. There's some popular shows. I don't want to downplay it. But uh, so our whole thing and our focus was I want to make this uh, podcast for the listener. I want it to be focused on them. So everything we do, that's why we only do the one hour um, spots. Because I want it to be really focused on one little story episode. So when you're listening to it, you're, you know you're in for one episode that's going to have some action or whatever, some kind of drama, and then there's an end to it. And then we, uh, every week it's like that. So I just wanted to add that. Okay, so uh, your equipment. Okay, I want to know from you guys, what kind of equipment do you have and how's it set up for you and you know, any tips you have about that? Sure. Um, well, all of us are set up on uh, the Yeti Snowballs. It is the uh, super 
Uh, not super cheap. It's about 50 bucks or so to, to get one of those. Uh, they are kind of the, the standard entry microphone, but uh, the sound quality is very good. Uh, if you've got room noise, it does make it pretty simple to edit that out. Um, you don't get a whole lot of crackles or pops or anything from it. Um, very manageable. Uh, we also do all have uh, mic stands for them as well. Uh, again, you can go for, you know, just like a microphone, you can go from fairly cheap and maybe a little squeaky with spring. Ours still have the springs on them where you can twang them Coin. and you can hear them. Yeah, you can hear it all the way through the microphone. Um, but of course, you can get uh, higher end ones that uh, don't have that problem. Um, and honestly, like the, the, the twanginess is only a problem if you do a mic punch. So yeah, don't punch yeah, your don't mic. Do don't do mic punches. Don't, don't hit your Griffin, mic. no mic punches. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fairly straightforward. If you've got that, um, I need to actually look into potentially soundproofing. I moved uh, three days ago, uh, so wow. I need to uh, re-soundproof the studio <laughs> and see how what that's going to be like before we record again. Uh, but that I, you know, for most people, you don't need to do a whole lot of soundproofing um, as long as you uh, educate yourself on how to do noise cancellation, which varies from program to program. Griffin, don't Griffin, Griffin, that's later. I know. That's later. I just want to know what you have now. That's later. Okay. We'll get to that. Fine. Kim, you're up. Okay, equipment. I have, uh, I started with the Yeti, uh, uh, blue Yeti mic, and um, from my house that was really bad because I picked up everything. Don't do that. Um, so I moved to a dynamic. It's actually a Samsung Q2U, um, and it's a relatively inexpensive. Like, you get a whole little podcasting kit with, like, a one of these cover thing dingers and uh, a little tripod <laughs> cover thing dingers i love it technical term yes yep. mm -hmm. we're, we're very technical here uh and then uh, that is on a mic stand that I actually have a little microwave cart that i have my laptop on because i record in a closet with uh the uh, soundproofing on the walls and stuff so so I don't remember what I have. I'm going to read it to you. It is an Audio-Technica ATR2100, the oh, yeah. USB mic. These are really good for my voice because I don't know if you realize I'm super loud and my laugh has a tendency to hit such a frequency, it will drive David crazy. So this one <laughs> doesn't pick it up so much and then it allows David not to die while he's editing our videos. So. <laughs> also, now... Uh, anything specific, a tip uh, about people starting podcasts? We're going to start with Kim. So there's a, a multitude of ways I've heard uh, or, uh, podcast people do their recordings. Um, if you are in the same room and you're using just like one blue Yeti mic or worse, um, <laughs> try not to. <laughs> it's real bad. Um I, I have a thing against, like, recording on one mic. Or if you do, like, just know that, like, you're going to be turning a few people off from listening because the variation from that one person that sits here and talks really loud, but this other person over here that talks real quiet, like, you're not going to be able to level those out nearly as easily in your editing process. But it kind of depends on what kind of podcast you want to do. If you're just recording it so you remember what happened during your D&D &D session, that's totally valid. If that's what you want to do, that's cool. But if you want to, like, gain a podcast audience and actually engage them and bring them in and have that good sound quality because everybody and their brother is now, like, a super microphone expert, um, <laughs> uh, you uh, want to make sure that if you are in the same room, you at least have a setup in which you have multiple mics for, or a mic for each person, and then know that the editing is going to be a little bit harder. If you're individual, um, you can, we all record on Audacity, uh, so we do individual recordings on Audacity and we all upload it to a drive. You can also do the Craigbot, he records individual channels, which is super duper nice, and I think Zoom does. Mm -hmm. Yep. You get the individual channels? Yep, Zoom does individual channels. It also does, uh, I believe it also does individual video as well. So if oh. you wanted to uh, put it on some kind of like video on demand, you know, put it on YouTube, something like that, uh, it, which I do believe Zoom also saves that as well. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. If you are trying to actually like reach out and engage a whole bunch of people and pull people into your podcast, make sure the audio quality is good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have important. a thing. <laughs> I, I think we already kind of answered this, but I'll throw this out there again in case we want to add anything. But So what makes playing a uh, role-playing game with your friends at, around the table different when you're trying to put it out for audio consumption? Anything you want to add to that? I think we answered most of that. I, 
it does, it is going to change how you think about things when you're actually sitting down to put stuff together. Uh, not just for the DM, uh, but also for the players. It's very, very easy to get in your own head of what are people going to think about what happens here. Um, you're going to think about setting up narrative beats a little bit differently. And if you've been playing with the same people for a long time, like I have, you're also going to be very conscious of trying to not crib things that are uh, uh, second nature. Uh, things that are in your lexicon already. Uh, like I said, I've been playing with uh, the same group of people on and off for about 10 years. We have you know, internal lore that goes back even longer than that. Um, and that is, I cannot access any of that, which is an easy thing to say until you're sitting down to write. It's like, okay, who is my big bad? Well, I can't use all of the traditional big bads that we use. Uh, it is uh, starting from a clean slate. And trying to do that and trying not to bring in inside jokes um, can be a challenge for a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. of people. And with character development, I think one of the big things for me was trying to come up with something that was more dynamic and not just like, you have a wizard and you use magic missile every time you attack. That's no fun for your podcast audience. Like, come up with something that has a good story behind it if you can. And if you're trying to draw people in, Make sure that your character is dynamic and people can latch on to like what's going on. So like I personally, I have a list of questions. You can reach out to me later to get these. But um, that Alex, my DM for uh, Beholder's Eye, he gave me a list of questions like, what does your character do? And like, what is their goal in life? Where were they born? These kind of questions that really helped me to craft my character in a way that was more dynamic and I had more things to access. And even if you know nothing about the world that you're in, if you can at least just come out and be like, okay, I'm an elf, I'm from the woods, and I really like strawberries. Like, just have <laughs> whatever. Like, you know, those character quirks that make it more fun. And if you can have that incorporated into your podcast, that gives people a la something to latch onto with your character. Like, oh, Solara likes strawberries. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, or playing off of that character development too and having a voice also helps a lot with having a podcast having a specific kind of voice i like to do my southern accent but yeah, i don't do it for both of the side so that really helps bring in uh listeners and they like to hear those different kinds of voices especially if you're dming too it's it's really hard to have different voices, especially talking if you have more uh, NPCs in a room at once. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to uh, take control of. But also making sure that when you're playing, normally if I'm just sitting around the table with my friends, we just kind of go off whoever wants to say things. And there's certain people that talk a lot and like to do a lot of things. But in a podcast, if you have people that aren't really used to doing those things, as a DM, you have to kind of help them and use NPCs or use different, your creative world to bring them in and actually have them talk um, and get them more motivated about like recording in that podcast. And just keep in mind, like if you're just starting off a podcast, it's going to be rough. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had to go through three mics to find one to accept me. Okay. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> that's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> so try new things. Don't feel like, oh, well, everyone is, is using, you know, a, a Yeti. I have to get a Yeti because that's expensive too. If you're a podcaster, sometimes you don't have the money when you start off at. But this mic is perfectly good. And you can find sales online all the time. Amazon's your friend. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you add them. They have sales on mics all the time. Right. So, you know, just remember to have fun with it. Don't get super stressed out or feel like you have to have the best equipment right away. Just figure out what works best for you. You know, if Audacity is not your program, but something else is, it doesn't make Reaper. it wrong. Exactly. <laughs> you know, do what's best for you because it's about having fun and enjoying the experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a mic snob. Uh, I have a bunch of mics and I'm very particular. I actually hate the Yetis. Mm -hmm. 
any snowball stuff. I hate them. But that's me. And no, they can work good though, and they're they're lower end price wise, but they are quality. I mean, you can if you know how to use it. The problem is most people don't know how to set up their mic correctly. Any mic, basically. Mm-hmm. And we can get hopefully we have a couple minutes, but I don't know if we'll have time for that. We're also going to be hanging out in the hallway. I know they have something at eleven, so we're gonna have to run out of here. But we will be hanging out, uh, cleaning up this stuff. I'll be By dragging the water. it out there. So yeah, if you have any questions that we don't get to, please stop and ask. We'd love to help you out on your journey specifically um safety content warnings all right let's talk about that you want to start uh, ca you got any thoughts on that well the thread readers podcast has a ca warning uh for Ah. me (laughs) because you never know what i'm gonna say or do um it really just depends Uh, it's on what you're comfortable with however when i visit on other podcasts the first thing i ask is what is the rating what do I have to do? Do I have to stop swearing like a sailor? Do I, you know, are the puns, is this not a puntastic kind of, you know, <laughs> stream? Like, I was pretty good on yours. Yeah. No, yeah, you I were did amazing. Really, I was a baby angel on your show. We, like, we amazingly kept it really clean. It I was, was impressive. impressed. It was really good. So I always ask the reading first before you go on. And it also depends. You don't know what the viewership is of the other podcasts either. So if they have a family-friendly, like Empire Steals, family-friendly, you know, some things I can't say there, you know? <laughs> so, and that's okay, but you want to be respectful of the podcaster too. So it really just depends on the rating when it comes to... And that's a decision you need to make, like, when you're starting. Exactly. Don't like, change if you are yeah, don't mm-hmm. don't be like super family friendly and then like start dropping f bombs every five seconds. Yeah, like, <laughs> not good. Um, and I think that's something to keep in mind as you're starting your podcast as well mm-hmm. is to think mm-hmm. about what kind of podcast are we? Are we going to be super dark and there's going to be gore all over the place? Exactly. Or are we going to like have certain boundaries? Like you describe that you've chopped off their head, but you stop before you talk about the spurting blood or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't want your kids listening, you know, to the podcast one week and you're talking about Disney characters. It's so much fun. And then next week someone drops the F bomb and you're like, oh, you know, <laughs> and you try to cover your kids ears. It's just not good. So try not to switch midway through. Try to definitely think about that ahead of time and know your players too. Because they have their own ratings as well. So you just want to make sure that there's no surprises or a lot of editing that may be involved. You know, just communicate with each other. Yeah, it it also depends, like, what you're looking for as listeners. Because we have the Steel Empire as family-friendly. And we get a lot of people that enjoy that it's family-friendly. And Mm -hmm. we also have it family-friendly because we're also a family, too. So it's a really good connection there. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, even if something happens while recording, that's always why editing is really good. Mm-hmm. So you can edit those things out. Be careful if someone does say something in a recording while someone's speaking mid-sentence. You have to repeat yourself sometimes, and that happens a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to just focus on that, too. Or just You just said it. We're family-friendly, our show, Magic and Steel. So there's a choice when you first start podcasting. You have to be in iTunes. It's the beast. So you have to uh, push your show. So that we'll get into that if you need it. But RSS feed goes to iTunes because it's the big one. And then you, there's a bunch of other places, Google and some other places we can talk about. But uh, that's the main one you have to go to. And when you first set it up, you're going to have to make a choice. Am I going to be explicit or clean? You actually have to click a, a checkbox of what your show is going to be like because it's going to be rated uh, on the podcast players. Um, so that's important. Like you said, decide in the beginning. Uh, even if you're just dropping one, one or two curses, you don't think it's that bad, it's explicit. All right, so there's, there's a kind of a fine line there, or actually a gray line, I should say. Nobody knows exactly, but they will get you and, and throw you off if you say you're clean and you're not. All right. Also, uh, yeah, I wanted to go back real quick, not talk about it too much. We can ask questions later if you have them. What do you use? I heard Audacity talked about. We use Audition, Adobe Audition. I just started practicing with that, fell in love with it. It sucks, the pay thing, but I love it. It's so magical. I can just do so many things. <laughs> it's too powerful, but I just it's fun. Uh, so what do you guys use? You do use when you record? Audacity. Yeah. Audacity? Mm-hmm. Um, we use Audacity, uh, Beholder's Eye. We actually have two editors. We have um, Sam, he does what we call the flow edit, which is putting all of the voices together and making, like, cutting out the dead space and making it all sound good together. And then um, Ben, uh, he is the one who does all of the special effects. That's another thing you have to decide. If you're going to do music and special effects or if you're just going to let it be uh, just you guys talking. Um, and I find that music and special effects bring people in better. 
but it's yep. up to you and they have to be done decently well but and that was my next question thank but, you kim for messing up my list oh, no. no. for chase but <laughs> no no you're fine kim I, i'm teasing uh I, I apologize too we just have a time limit so i'm trying to push things sure. forward. so first what do you use to record and then talk about what she said theater of the mind stuff Absolutely. So uh, we use uh, Audacity to record, uh, and I am the editor, and I use uh, Reaper to edit. Uh, and I do, uh, you know, uh, pretty much actually the very similar uh, process to what Kim mentioned. I do a, a flow edit, go on through, just kind of listen to everything, see how it's sounding in the mix. Um, I'll upload that f uh, to uh, my players to see, you know, so they can give it a listen, give me any notes that they have, and then I will go back through, do a finer edit, and then put in music, intros, outros, all that fun stuff. Um, and uh, I 100% agree with Kim. Uh, I really do think that, uh, especially music, is really important for bringing people in. Um, it allows uh, you to set the stage and really br uh, bring people in as far as uh, you know setting that stage for uh, the environment that you're trying to uh, work in. And of course, I have my notes down there, but forget that for right now. Uh, I know we're on a time crunch here. But the uh, the biggest thing is that when you're trying to set uh, the mood and uh, get things, um, and trying to set things up, uh, having that music, uh, spending a lot of time doing that is going to pay dividends down the road as far as uh, what people uh, stick around for. Um, there are so many resources out there for uh, royalty-free and you know free-to-use music. SoundCloud is great. YouTube is great. Um, Hit us up later for links. Huh? Hit us up later for links. Oh, absolutely. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. We're going to move on to uh, social media stuff. But right before we do that, if you're starting a new podcast or you have one, I'm just going to answer this. And if you guys have anything you, you really feel like you want to add, but just for time's sake, download expectations. If you're starting a podcast... I know when we started, I was like, oh, my God, checking my downloads. People love us, you know, or like, or, oh, my God, we didn't get that many this week. You know, you get crazy if you're really into it, but you shouldn't be. I've learned over the years, it doesn't matter. It's stupid. When you start, try not to even go down that path. Yeah. Do what you enjoy. And I've learned that over the years, like talking about music and all that stuff. We don't add music on a quest for magic and steel just because I ain't got the time. All right? uh, it's more like an audio drama. It takes more time and you're editing and creating and I just don't have time for it. So we do that. We've done a couple like audio drama character background stories that we've added music to. But so don't worry about the downloads. It's, it doesn't matter. It's fun to go if some of your um, hosts will show you like people what people around the world are downloading. So that's kind of neat. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, somebody from Taiwan is downloading my show. Yeah. It's exciting. But don't worry about the numbers. It really doesn't matter. So social media, we'll start with Amara. Does it matter? And what ones should you use? Does it matter which ones? Uh, so I'd mentioned social media a little bit earlier. Uh, we have a Twitter account. And we also have an Instagram. We tried Snapchat. We didn't really do it very much. I don't know how to uh, spread, like browse promote Snapchat it. and promote it. Probably look into that. <laughs> uh, and then we also have Facebook, too. So on Facebook, we uh, normally have people come into events if we're... Uh, Doing the audio drama, it helps us to communicate with each other. Uh, but we also have Discord as well. Twitter is just a good environment to find people that are doing the same recordings that you are and also find other people that are just doing podcasts and just getting connected with the podcast environment because there's not just gaming podcasts. There's podcasts for everything. Sorry. Uh, so uh, tell us about, the just because we got to keep moving, the Twitter community. How awesome is it? Twitter! Woo! Yes! Thread Raiders, that's how we got our name. We raid threads on the Twitterverse. It's amazing. It's a great way to find people. It's all about talking. Just keep chatting about your podcast, get to know the community so that they can get to know you on a personal level, and that brings a lot of people. That's huge. To come see you. Yeah, see what you're all about. Yeah, explain that difference. So if you are just starting your podcast and you go into a community and you're like, hey, I have a podcast, and then you leave and don't talk to anybody, they don't care. No. Yeah. But if you go in and you engage the people in the Twitter sphere, in the discords, in the wherever they happen to be, and then you go in there and you're like, hi, I'm Kim. And then chat with people, and then later you're like, oh, by the way, I have a podcast. Exactly. Don't hit They're it and quit it. They're a lot more likely to like you and, oh. and actually care about what you're doing, as opposed to just being that person that's just using them as a means to 
Right. Uh, it's not really an app for advertising. It's an app to be social. That's why it's a social media account. So the more social you are, the more people get to know you, the more people. And that's why you, stuff. I'll let you, if you want to add anything, Chase, hey, that's why you use social media as a promotion for your podcast. Now, that's kind of like what you're doing. But like they said, don't make it about that. If you're going to turn people off, if you're just out there like a salesman, mm-hmm. it's not the way to do it. You're out there being social. Twitter's amazing. Like, well, I wasn't on Facebook or Twitter or, or anything. We started the podcast and I'm like, okay, we got to have our website. We got to get on Facebook, social, all that stuff. I started getting into it. You have to use hashtags to find the community. D&D, TTRPG. Podcast. Uh, D&D 5e. D&D 5e. Yeah, there's a bunch of hashtags, Thread Raiders, uh, yeah. to find those people. And you can find tweets and conversations that are going on. And jump in there and say, hey, I'm interested in joining the Thread Raiders. There's no, it's not like joining anything. Anybody can be yeah. a Thread Raider. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to find out more about the D&D community. You see conversations, jump in and say hi. There's nothing wrong with that. And then, like she said, you know, you'll become friends with these awesome community. And then they may ask, hey, or they'll see your advertisement in your bio. Make sure you have your podcast information there and your website. Anything else you want to add to that? I do, yeah. So just keep in mind, here's a quick tip with Twitter. So the average Twitter, like post that you have lasts about 15 minutes because there's so many people on Twitter, it just goes right through their feed. So it's only 15 minutes. If you talk on that post, that will keep going through that feed over and over again, and it's a great way to bring people in. That's how you're really going to get people to see what you're doing. I had a post that I actually kept going for an entire month, and it really got a lot of exposure to what we're doing. Granted, it was about pizza and tacos. Thread Raiders. For a whole month, <laughs> it was there. So just keep that in mind when you're on Twitter. Anything else you want to add? You're welcome. <laughs> Good? No, nothing specific. Right. Um, I Actually, no, there is one thing. Um, definitely make sure to have a Twitter for your podcast itself as well as your personal Twitter. Yes. yes. Uh, that podcast Twitter, that can be a lot more mercenary. That can be yes. tweeting out links, um, just kind of getting people, you know. Post your episode when it comes out. Nothing exactly. wrong with that. Um, but your personal Twitter, that's the one where you go out and you say, Hey, you know, you, that's the one you join the community with. And then you link back to that original Twitter. Great point. Yep. And make sure you get your Twitter handle and your domain and all of that jazz before you start your podcast, if at all possible. So you don't have like, I beholder pod on Twitter and then you're like something else somewhere else. You want to try to keep that all together and Mm -hmm. be under the same Real quick before question and answers. I know Kim wanted to say something about it. Patreon. Should we try to get some money from our friends? You guys do Patreon? I do. Yeah. Any comments about it? It's great. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously. No, seriously. Um, Give me your it, money. It is, uh, it is a really great way to go ahead and pull your community together and see who, find out who actually is listening and get to know them a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim was actually our first patron to who I am eternally grateful. Nice. Um, uh, but no, we have built a wonderful community. Um, one of our base tiers, uh, somebody mentioned Discord earlier, uh, is a Discord server and uh, having that as a really low barrier uh, to entry uh, tier for folks is a really great way to start building that community, mm-hmm. uh, seeing who is listening and getting a, a really good rapport going with them. Uh, these are the people that are, you know, helping to keep your podcast going. It's great to get to know them a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And they care about Absolutely. your podcast and they will help you along too. So if they're like, hey, this episode was crap, you can be like, noted. And you actually <laughs> care enough to tell me this. That's another thing. Feedback is not going to come. You will not get anybody to say anything about your podcast. And if they do, it's probably just a lot of, yay, it's awesome. Um, so if you can get that actual, like, realistic feedback, it's really, yeah. really helpful. Yeah. Specifically yeah. solicit it. Yes. Nice. Awesome. Don't take it to heart. You know, if somebody did not like the podcast, it just wasn't their thing. But don't feel like what you're doing is terrible invalid. or, yeah. you know, invalid. You in are valid. Yes, you're valid to us. <laughs> yeah, important. If, just enjoy what you're doing. If you enjoy mm-hmm. it and uh, you want quality audio out there, for if you want to have fans in the podcast world enjoy what you're doing and then you can slowly work on making it better and better so don't worry about it being perfect right out the gate Mm -hmm. so we're going to finish up and do questions and answers Mm -hmm. anybody questions yeah can you talk a little bit about having like business sponsorships and relationships with other businesses absolutely ca will say something about that you can get uh commercials um you can get ads a lot of times they go by your counts how many downloads you get but want your stats so to get big ads you know like harry's razors uh, or uh, anything like that you know coffee companies whatever uh, or casper uh, mattresses a lot of podcasts yeah, right here that what are the ones we hear casper uh, blue is the, the stitch food. fix 
What is it? Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix. Squarespace. Uh, Audible. Yeah. Blue Apron, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we hear them all the time on every show, right? It's so funny. But yeah, if you have a certain amount of accounts, uh, you can do that. There's other ways to get into as well. But I know you uh, have a couple sponsors for Thread Raiders as well, right? That's correct, yeah. And it depends on the sponsors too. So we have sponsors where it's just kind of an exchange. Like you're doing something with your company that I really love and I'm doing something. So there's no money there. So you're trying to just support each other and find out what you need, what you want. Like maybe they just want you to shout out, hey, I'm going to be at Gen Con this weekend. And we can totally do that for you. As opposed to we have another sponsor that is with a contract they you know want you to mention them a certain amount of times within a month on the particular podcast mm-hmm. and so you just want to keep that in mind when you're doing that and sometimes it'll be just something like a jingle or just a mention you know it just you've got to work with the particular sponsor it just really depends and reach out to them in, on twitter through dms mm-hmm. if you really want a specific person normally the twitter person can hook you up with whatever media whatever you need to be hooked up with anybody else in the back um, i'm kind of at a crossroads of with two people moving in, wanting to move in. Sure. How do you go about transitioning and managing the friends play versus perhaps, I don't know how many of you selected your cast, I know you're mm. a fan. Right. But that whole transition, because I play with a lot of people, and yep. some of them would be great on podcasts, and some of them, maybe that's yep. not their Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just for sake of time, we're going to hurry up, I'll, if anybody wants to add to that. But we did talk about that already. Um it's okay. And this will be, uh, it is being recorded. So if you want to find it, you can find any of our podcasts. We're going to all put it up, right? Just so people can hear it, I guess. Um, so there'll be specifics on that if you want to hear that. But generally speaking, uh, you do want to select a cast. I mean, if, it matters what you want to do. You can just have the one mic in the middle and just know you're not going to have a big audience. It'll be your family and friends. You can have the mic in the middle and have friends and fun with your group. But if you want a quality podcast where you have people that are going to come and find you around the world, you definitely want to have a cast that are going to be select, know how to record. Uh, yeah, just making sure that they know the specifics of what you want, so no mic hitting if you're breathing heavy. Like, putting that uh, in a list first to check it off. Like, hey, pay attention to yourself while you're recording this kind of thing. And if they start doing something it, during the recording, hey, watch yourself. You've got editing. You can take things out. It really comes down to what your vision is. What is it you are looking for? What is it something, a podcast, that would make you proud to put out there every single week? You know, you know your players the best. You know, do you want a podcast that has the best equipment ever so it sounds incredible? Then that kind of narrows it down with the people. Do you want people whose scheduling is the toughest thing with D&D, getting everybody to be there? If you want ev- that episode to come out every other week, you know, make sure that they can stay with that schedule or that time frame. You know, just it depends on your vision. Have a schedule. Have a, have a schedule. Lots of schedules. Yes. yes. Um, Google Calendar is your friend. But with the, the picking of people, make sure that they jive together. Yeah. That's probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest things. Personality should mesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to cycle in guests from time to time. Because I know, you know, coming from a, a another large gaming group, uh, sometime, you know, just getting that extra voice in there from time to time, especially once you have that core group established is really great. It adds a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, it also uh, can allow you to see other perspectives. Uh, and maybe somebody else in your group will you know, want to take up that mantle of DMing and editing as well. And you can have you know, dual podcasts going on. There's a lot you can do with the medium, especially if you've got a lot of people that are dedicated and want to do it. Or Beholder's Eye occasionally does one-shots in which we will Ooh, yeah. record with um, either a portion of the cast or... I did an all-girls thing for the month of June yeah. because Women in Gaming. So like a bonus a episode or something, right? Yeah, so we did bonus episodes. So you can also, once in a while, throw out something that's different than your mainline content just right. to have variety. And we had another question. Yeah, I was wondering, what's your experience when you were trying to get started, trying to balance working 40 hours a week, family life, <laughs> <laughs> the podcast? Uh, Jackie, don't sleep, right? <laughs> Death by mage over there. Yeah. Anyway, good. For me, it actually did mean having to cut some stuff out. Um, I cut my podcast listening in half when I started actually editing, and that was a you know that was a big thing. It's like I, I played less games. I I had to make a call, and that's that's what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to make a go of this, and I wanted to you know see where this would take me. So I. Uh, I brought the axe down, and I'm standing here two years later. So, 
balance is not in my nature. Uh, my <laughs> husband can attest to this. He's sitting in the back. <laughs> Shaking Aww. his head. I, 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 when I do something, I go all in, and I, uh, I have learned to step back a little bit and start to say no more, but I like to guest on all of the things and do as much as I possibly can. So I have to have him holding me back once in a while and go, seriously, another one? You need to, like, not. So he, <laughs> he, he's been my long-suffering companion, and Aww. I love you, honey. Aww, love you. Yeah. We love you. And I, you, can, you can also think of this. This is something that you like to do. Put it into your work schedule. Right. This is something that you want to mm-hmm. do, something that you enjoy. Make the time for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we only have so long that we normally record for maybe an hour to two hours in between work. Mm-hmm. But we do it. We want to do it. We want to put it out there. So set up that time and make sure that your group can obviously do it. But you want to have a group that can do it. So if right. Or if they can't, just make sure you're flexible with what you're recording. And mm-hmm. um, it might be different every other time. So for me, I work 40 hours a week in my daytime job and 30 hours at nighttime for Thread Raider stuff a week. So it gets, inc- I mean, a lot of people in our community too, like my, my message boxes are full and you're trying to get back, but I make sure I'm there for that podcast because I know that I want it to be out at a certain time, every other week or a week, whatever you choose. The more that you have it out there, the more people are going to see it. If you put out a podcast episode that's only once a month, you might not be remembered. There's just so many podcasts out there. So it is important to be able to get it out there a certain amount of time during the month so that people can remember you and really appreciate the stuff that you've done. You know, you want them to see it. So it is incredibly challenging, but especially when you have a crew that depends on you to be there, that helps you. It helps motivate you to be there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and you you have to make it part of your schedule. Yeah, It has to be part of your life schedule if you want to do it. You can't do it otherwise because it will kill you. I mean, not literally. It could literally. I mean, it'll drag you down, and then it becomes a negative thing. Right. So you got to be careful with that. So it has to be something you enjoy doing, if uh, that you love, and it can also become like a job. You know, I'm doing this, like I'm doing advertising or whatever. Especially with editing. It matters what kind of show you. Have. Oh yeah, the yeah, editing. You have to have time for that. But it's scheduled things, and then you have to be careful. Like, so we do an audio drama as well, Arc City, season one, season two. Uh, I started, I have all this stuff going, and I started getting a little crazy, like, trying to edit it and make it perfect, mm-hmm. and I got frustrated, I started, like, emotionally kind of beating myself up, and it wasn't good enough, and, and I, had, I didn't have enough time, and then I'm like, you know what? Finally, I woke up, and I'm like, stop it, it doesn't matter, yeah. It'll, I'm, I put it down, I'm like, it doesn't have to come out Step April away. 1st, like, you know, I was like, no, it's okay, I can just do it when I can do it. As far as the shows that you're playing with, your fans expect it, you know, yeah. so uh, it's going to be a weekly thing or bi-weekly, so try your best to stick with that. And also the length of your podcast helps too, so if it's only like a half hour long, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts that are only half hour because I'm always constantly on the run, you know, that works for you too, as opposed to like a six-hour D&D session and you're trying to get it out every week, that's just really tough. All right, yeah. we're going to have to end. Anything else you have to say real quick? Okay. Yep. All right, yeah, we're going to have to end because it's five of, and I know they have another group coming in. Uh, we're definitely going to be here. We have swag. If you yes, guys want some swag from our shows, it's here. Pins, stickers, pins, bracelets. Bracelets. Stickers. Uh, I also so a- come up and grab those. I'm going to start wrapping up everything. We're going to head out. We will be here if you have any questions. We're going to just be hanging out, right? Yeah. If you have any specific yep, yeah. questions. Thanks for coming. Give yourself yeah, a hand. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it.